It's your guest this evening? First time here? No? You might put your hands down. Hey, Father, we just ask that you minister to us tonight from your word and from your spirit, our heart to our spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. There are two kinds of faith. There are two kinds of knowledge. Uh, Two kinds of knowledge, two kinds of faith. Two kinds of faith produced from two kinds of knowledge. There is uh, the natural knowledge, there's the knowledge that we know as we use our five senses, contact our physical world, and we get to understand certain things. For example, you can get in a, a plane and sit in a plane, put on your seat belt on or buckle yourself up, and uh, you're flying, you, you don't see the pilot, but you know you're going where you're going. <laughs> you don't question if the pilot is old or young. If he's drunk, you have no clue. <laughs> you just know you're paid to be in the plane, and planes fly, and they take you to your destination. Because of experience, you know that. That's the natural Knowledge and that natural knowledge gives you the natural faith. You sit on that chair without thinking. Well, you sit on the floor, you go through and go to the floor. That's your natural faith. But then there is faith that is born out of the Word of God, the knowledge of the Word of God. That's Bible faith, that's scriptural faith, that's faith born in the heart. Faith is of the heart. Faith is not faith that comes from your head. It comes from the heart. The kind of faith that will move mountain is heart faith, not natural faith. One of the mistakes that I see in the body of Christ, you know, is this thing that we say, uh, that's what we believe. We believe. Our church, our denomination believes in this. And that's a real danger. Because you hear a lot of people, they believe in the Holy Spirit. They believe in speaking in tongues. They believe in all of those things. But they don't have it. And you're wondering, what's going on? You pray for them. They can't receive. They've been Christians for a long time. And they can't receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is so easy to receive. But if you talk to them, they believe. They believe. We believe in this. What they believe is head faith or head knowledge is not in your heart. It's head faith coming from your mind. It hasn't gone down to the heart. Once it gets into your heart, it becomes so easy. You can receive. So faith is of the heart. Mark eleven twenty three makes it very clear, and you can see from that scripture there. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, mountain moving faith, whoever says to this mountain, mountain be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. 
The same part of it is another message, but notice, it not doubt in his heart. Not doubt in his mind, but doubt in his heart. If he doesn't doubt in his heart, he can say to the mountain, be removed, and the mountain will be removed. So faith is really of the heart. Romans 10, verse 8 through 10, makes it very clear to us. But what does it say? What does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. What does it say? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We have to hear words of faith for it to bypass our mind and go into our heart. What does it say? The world is near you. That is, if you are hearing the word of faith, it's already near you. That word is going to bypass your natural mind if you accept it. But what's happening is we have a lot of blockage, blockage and on the way. Things to make it difficult for us to believe. That's things that we've been taught in the past. Things that we've accepted in the past. Things that we've heard other people say. The experiences of other people. Those things will stand in the way. Even though you read it from the word. Even though you understand what it says. You are not able to allow it to go through your mind. And go into your heart. And if it doesn't get into your heart. You don't have heart faith. And you cannot operate in faith in that area. It has to bypass your mind. It has nothing to do with what you've experienced in the past in the natural. That's why when I read books and I see that they, they want to give you scriptures first, they don't want to go to testimonies. They just want to let you know what God says because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It is the word of God that gives you that kind of hard faith. Many Christians have this head knowledge faith. They haven't spent time with the word enough. They haven't listened to the word enough to, for it to go into your heart. So that when trouble comes and temptation comes, you can pray all you want. People can pray for them. They may receive their deliverance for what, but then it gets back because it's not in your heart. Faith is a thing of the heart. That's what Romans chapter 10 tells us. What does it say? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. When it's gone into your heart, it will be coming out of your mouth. You won't be using the word, I know what that says, but... You won't be saying anything like that. If you're still saying, I know what the word says, I know. And you say, but you know, my circumstance, you really haven't allowed the word to get into your heart. You're still walking by what you see, what you feel, and the experiences of others. You must never use a man's experience lining up with the word of God and say, well, if it didn't happen to brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so who is a saint, therefore the word of God must mean something else. It's real easy. The word says what it says, means what it says. We don't have to define what is, is. Just take what the word says and believe. It's English language. Whenever you try to interpret it differently, what you're doing is, yeah, I know what it says, but I can't believe it that way. 
Because I don't see it happening that way. And that's what is really hindering us. It stays all in the head because of all of this cloud that we have around our minds, because of all the things we've heard and the experiences of others that we've seen and the stories we've heard, things that we believed even before we came into Christianity, all of those things there. But the day you make up your mind, and, and you can check this, most ministers that are very successful, they've decided in some time in their life, they've decided some of them will stand on their Bible. From this day on, I'm going to stay with the world. I don't care what happens. Something changes in their lives. It's always up. Because it has to be of their heart. When it's in your heart, it will come out of your mouth. Has nothing to do with the mind. We have to understand that man, man is a tripartite being, meaning there are three parts to us, to every man. You are a spirit. That's who you are. You are a spirit. You have a soul, and you live in a body. With your body, your five senses, you you contact the physical world. And you understand the physical world and know how to operate in the physical world. With your soul, you contact the mental world. And you know how to operate in, in your mental world. There are only three words. The other one is the spirit realm. The spirit world. With your spirit, you contact the spirit world. And that spirit world has dominion over the rest of them. And can control. But you will have to give the spirit that power to have control over your mind or your soul and the physical world. The spirit world was before the physical world. And so if we elevate the spirit realm, then we begin to receive things in the natural world as well. But... The spirit world, when the Bible talks about the spirit, is actually talking about your heart. Faith is of your spirit, your heart, the real you, the real person. The soul is different. And Satan works on your soul and the mind to fight the word of God that's coming into your heart. But if you have allowed the word of God in a given area to stay in your heart, you don't have to struggle. It just happens. It just work out for you because it's already in your heart. That's who you are. It's the spirit man, faith coming out of the spirit man. That's why Jesus said in his word, If you will say to this mountain, be thou removed, and do not doubt, not in your mind, but do not doubt in your heart, that's your spirit, if you don't doubt in your spirit, you will have what you say. Now, when you really believe in your heart, you say something. And if you're not saying something, that's an indication that you really don't believe. And if you say and add the word but, your but is in the way. (laughs) And you have to take that off. And accept what God says. So we just have to get God's word. That's, That's what we do. You can doubt in your mind and still believe in your heart and it will work. Yes. You have to understand that. 
That's why I believe Jesus said, if you doubt, if you don't doubt in your heart. If you have put the word, I'm going to explain that to you, okay? If you have put the word into your heart, and I've gone through this, I'm believing God for something in the church. Lately, I've asked the Lord very clearly, I need $10,000 a week. And there was a time when I was asking the Lord for $3,000 a week. That was big for me. Our church has not grown much larger than before. In my mind, you're crazy. You understand what I'm saying? How is it going to happen? But do you know, God has been doing it. He has been doing it. There are weeks when it's low, and that's when the mind comes in. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? And I'm thinking, will this ever be? By the grace of God, I'm being latching on to the word of God. You still have things going on in your head, even though you're believing. But if that word has gone deep into your heart, it will work. It will always work. That's why the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, it says, trust in the Lord with all your mind. Right? No. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And don't lean on your own understanding. Your understanding is what brings you that. It's in the, it's of the flesh. It's in the mind. And your mind will always play games with you. And Satan will cause circumstances to come in. He make you hear words. That will really put doubt in your mind. Amen. But he didn't say if you don't doubt in your mind. Right? He said if you don't doubt in your heart. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you don't doubt in your heart, because you are a tripartite being, and so that's why the Bible says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Who are you feeding? Your heart, your spirit. Let that spirit develop some muscle. Amen. Have you seen people that go out, you know, they walk out, and they're developing their muscle? I don't know if I was watching a movie, and this, this little guy, you know, he, he was, there was a big guy behind him talking to him, and he was just saying all kinds of crazy words like, who are you to talk to me, and all of that, you know. And then he turned around, and it's like he was standing before a wall. And he was humbled immediately. <laughs> he came back down. When you are fed your spirit, that's your heart, with the word of God, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You can't conjure it. Once you hear the word of faith and you receive the word of faith, it's going in there. Don't just say, this is what we believe. Take some time to focus on that area where your muscle is a little bit not that developed. You understand what I'm saying? If I want to fight with somebody and he shows, you know, you know those guys with huge biceps? He does this, and I say, say hey, can we settle this matter in a different way? We're gentlemen, you know, let's let's. Let's talk about this. 
And that's what happens. When the enemy comes at you, you are so well developed in that area, he knows he's not going to, there's no way he can succeed. And there are different areas to work on. There's the area of health, your family. Everything that we do is by faith. The just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Faith is of the heart. Faith is of your spirit. Your inner man. First Peter chapter 3 verse 4. It says, rather let it be the hidden person of the heart. Let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit which is very precious in the sight of God. He says, not the body. Don't focus on the body. The heart. Make that heart beautiful. Make that heart beautiful. How can you beautify your heart? Through the word of God. Through the word of God. How can you be gentle? Through the word of God. Mixed with the Holy Spirit in your life. So it's the hidden man of the heart, the hidden person of the heart. That's the real you, your person. In Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 16, it says, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. You renew the inward man, that's your spirit man, that's the one that lashes on to faith, that's the kind of faith that overcomes the world, the spirit man. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You want to feed that man until he becomes very strong. You also need to exercise that man. You understand what I'm saying? For him to be strong. How do you exercise? If you don't want to exercise, God tries to help us to exercise our faith, our inner man, so we can build spiritual muscles by allowing some difficulties, problems. Amen. Some difficulty. Don't, don't think it's strange. Is that not what James says? Yeah. God is wanting you to develop that heart, the inner man. Your spirit man that has that the power to defeat the enemy and overcome the enemy. And how do you overcome the enemy? By faith. Faith is what overcomes. As you develop your inner man, you stay away from every other thing and you focus on the word of God. The word of God will change your life. You are clean because of the words that I've spoken to you. Right? It's the word. The words that I speak... They are spirit and they are life. They give you life. It's the word born in your spirit. As you strengthen the word, you can never rise above your knowledge of the word of God. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if you're going to live a successful life and be successful and do well in life as a Christian, there's got to be faith. And faith comes from the word of God. It's a thing of the heart. You need to develop, we need to develop our spirit man, our heart. That's where it comes. You don't have to struggle when it comes to the time of fighting. It's, it's a pain for me, you know. Notice what's happened when people get sick. Many of them, they pull scriptures, you know, on healing, and they stay with it. And many times, with doctors and everything, they come through it. You understand what I'm saying? Put those aside and you will be 
flaky. You can't stand it. Because when the doctors give you a good report, you go, hey. But Satan is not going to let you stay, hey, up there all the time. He's going to give you, create circumstances to bring you down. I know if you are not strengthened, you have nothing to hang on to. You see, we need to understand this. Jesus doesn't do anything outside of us. He won't do anything. Bread, that's the word of God, right? Well, Jesus, before he multiplied bread, he said, what do you have? He didn't get bread from heaven and multiply bread. You have to give him something to work with. And that thing has to be in your spirit. The woman that went to uh, one of the prophets and said, you know, they, they are about to take my sons. The prophet said, what do you have in your house? Right? I got this all and I got pots. Okay, get the oil. There's got to be something that you have that you have to give to God and he'll take that and walk with it. And that's usually the word in your heart. And many times when trouble come, uh, troubles come at you, the spirit of God will begin to pull those things out from your spirit. And it's better for you not to listen to folks at that time begin to say those things that the spirit is digging out of you if you wondered why the people of old abraham and the others they dig one well you know huh and they get some water out of the well some the the enemy comes and he closes up the well right they close up the well and they go somewhere and dig uh, well they're getting water the enemy wants to close your well Amen. so you keep digging into this so that you can keep going and so you can become prosperous. You keep digging. We're digging for water. We're digging for the word of God. Because that's what will give us life. That's what, where faith comes. The only way to walk with God is through faith. So we keep digging from the word of God and to strengthen our spirit. So that before long you don't need milk anymore. You need meat. So this is where we are. It's really painful if you haven't fed your spirit with a particular thing in your heart. When the time, when when trials come, you you got nowhere to go. You may ride on other people's faith for a while. If you don't take your time to really go into the world, that's our responsibility, and begin to find something to put in there for faith. You're going to be whipped. And some of us will lose our lives for it. I mean, we think that God, God, you know, has a date for everyone to die. He's got this date written. When that day comes, you gotta go. Well, the Bible doesn't say so. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long, right? If you don't do it, well, we'll make a casket ready for you because you're going home real fast. You'll see Jesus real quick. So it's what you do with the word that determines how long you live on earth. What you do with the words of healing that Jesus has provided, we pray today for people to be healed. But notice, according to God's word, you have been healed. By his stripes, we were healed. Well, it's, it's really easy, it's difficult to, to accept that if you're feeling sick, right? Because you can see it that way. I still feel sick. Well, is it that my body is lying? Okay? Or God lied? They both can be right. By his stripes, you 
were healed. But I'm still sick. If you go by the natural, natural faith, if that's what you've been going by, and that's what you fed your mind with, no word of God, guess what you say? I'm sick. I'm going to die. The doctors have given you your death sentence. You're going to die and you repeat it. What did the doctor say? I'm going to die. He says, I only have six months. What do you say? I don't know. But if you have the word, you won't say, I don't know. Well, that's what the doctor said. But Isaiah 53 says, who hath believed our report? I believe God's report by his stripes. I was healed and I believe I'm healed. When now? Because the word of God says now, faith is. So that's the key, believing the word. It's very difficult for you to make a proclamation if it's not coming from your heart. You will be scared because you feel you fail God. You understand what I'm saying? It has to come and be pulled out from your spirit. Now, we're not going to be saying things, crazy stuff all the time. But there was a time here, I think a year, two, uh, two years in a row, we had somebody die in March. And uh, I didn't like it. And because to me, there's something wrong. It was natural that they die. I mean, no big deal. But I don't like them dying one year after the other, the same month. So every, every uh, March, I have to expect to conduct a funeral. So I told myself, this is, doesn't look good for our church. If another one happens in March, we're in real trouble. So who is going to die next March? That's what I'm saying. Who is going to die next March in our church? So I declared before our church, nobody's going to die here this coming March, at least for the whole year. And uh, I heard that Papa Smith says he's tired, he's ready to go. I said, tell Papa Smith uh, he will go after this year, not this year. (laughs) Amen. But you don't have to sleep and wonder about it and worry, okay, what if somebody dies? And we had opportunities, Satan tested us. But it was not my faith alone, it was all, all of our faith together. You heard me say it, and you believe with me, right? And God did it for us. God did it for us. When you believe, you say it. If you can't say it with boldness, you don't believe it. It's not yet in your heart. That doesn't mean you stop there, spend some time again with the word. And read other, other t- testimonies along with the word. Before long, your language will change. And the day your language changes, good has come to you. Amen? Amen. There is two kinds of faith. Where there are two kinds of faith. The natural faith that has to do with what you see. I need to really move very quickly here because I want to get to Abraham. But let's look at Thomas. Remember the story of Thomas after Jesus rose from the dead? And he appeared to the ten, the ten of them, ten disciples or apostles. And, 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 and uh, Thomas was not there. And uh, they told him, Thomas, the master is risen. We saw him with our own eyes. We saw him. He talked to us. Thomas said, huh? You guys are all nuts. That's not Thomas. That's my word. My own words. Okay. You guys are nuts. 
You saw the master. I mean, I saw him nailed to the cross. I saw that soldier pierce his side. And you're telling me, I saw him buried. And you're telling me he's alive. You saw him. I am not going to believe. He was like a little child. I will not believe. I got to see him with my own eyes. I have to put my hand in his side. I want to put my hand in that nail print. Then I will really believe. Right. Thomas is going to go by his, what he sees in the natural. He's not going to go this spiritual way. But, you know, he was a man of faith. But in this one, he's not going to go there. You allow what you want to believe. You allow it. Now, the Bible says, eight days later, Jesus appeared. And it's funny, Jesus wasn't there when he said it. But he heard it. Every time you use the word but, he hears it. So Jesus showed up and didn't talk to anybody, went straight for Thomas, okay? (laughs) Come on, yeah, boy. You can stick your hand in. You want to play? Come over, play now. (laughs) Put your hand in. Yeah, touch my hand. And Thomas uh, now is kind of faith, the natural, he is sin. And uh, he says, my Lord and my God. Great revelation. Amen. <laughs> Jesus said, you believe now because you've seen me. When you were told, you didn't believe. You believe now because your natural eyes have seen. And then he said, blessed are those who believe and yet have not seen. That's forever. If you can believe the word of God, what is spoken to you, without the feeling, you are a blessed man. The converse is the case. If you can believe what was spoken to you, you brought a curse into your life. Blessed is the one who believes, and yet have not seen. Now, with Abraham... It was a different thing, according to Romans chapter 4, beginning from verse 17 through 21. And this has been my last scripture, then we close. It says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who, whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Who contrary to hope, in hope, believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. He believed according to what was spoken. Not what he saw, not how he felt. For Thomas... Because you see, you have believed. What was told you, what was spoken to you, you didn't receive that. So, blessed is the one who will believe without sin. Only according to what was spoken. And so, everything, he became a friend of God. He believed what was spoken to him 
And God has spoken to us. He didn't get weak in faith. If you read in the Old Testament, Abraham had a lot of doubts. Remember? He asked, sometimes he'll laugh. When God says to him, you're going to have a son, he just laughs. That was in his head. But he knew his God. And when God says, no, you will, he goes deep into his heart. He's changed man. Amen? Only according to that which was spoken. And God has spoken a lot of things to us. I always like to say this. Especially in, in, in a time like this where our, our nation is suffering uh, economically. If you, read, if you watch the news, it's everything about the economy and what's going to happen. But for the believer, God has spoken. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. If you believe according to that which was spoken, you will never see want. Because as soon as you believe it, it goes into the heart. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. When you believe it, begin to say it. You want to cure the doubt that comes to you and I when we're trying to believe God? I do that. I just start speaking what I believe. And in prayer, I'm telling God, God, I believe. Remember the man who said, Lord, I believe, help my own belief. Sometimes I go that way, amen. I believe, God, I believe. And I tell him the scripture, I quote the scriptures back to him, telling him I believe that scripture, even though my head is fighting against what I, what I know from the scriptures. But it's faith that comes from the heart, not the one that's dealing with the mind. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. The understanding will always cause your mind to doubt. But you have faith in the heart because you have received the word that's gone into your heart. Would you stand up with me tonight? Maybe you believe in God for something tonight and it hasn't come to pass. Well, God has already granted it according to his word. Jesus was very clear. He said, ask and you shall receive. Knock, the door will be open. Not maybe open, the door will be open. Seek and you shall find. Everyone, he says, because of all, everyone that asks, receives. Everyone that asks, receives. And you are everyone. That's included. That's me. That's what you tell the devil. When he's saying, no, Jesus didn't qualify it. Everyone that asks and is very righteous and preaches and witnesses and prays one hour a day. He didn't say that. Everyone who asks, receives. And I am everyone. So when the doubts come into my mind, I can yell, I am everyone. <laughs> I will I'll shout him, amen? So I stand in faith, amen? Would you thank the Lord tonight? And thank him, saying, 
to him that you believe whatever you have been asking God for, believe tonight. You are the reason for this word tonight. Believe tonight. The obstacles will be taken out of the way and God is going to bring that thing. You don't have to work for it. If you work for it, you boast. But it's by grace because you didn't do anything much about it. You just believed. Amen. You just believed. And that faith came from God. For by grace are we saved through faith. You have faith. If you're saved, you have faith. For by grace are we saved through faith. And that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. It's already there. Just acknowledge it. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word that will always bear fruit. You cannot lie. Your word says, let God be true and every man a liar. Our circumstances are lie. Everything that contradicts your word are lie. We stand fully on your word and your word must come to pass. And we thank you for all that you've given to us. We receive tonight with thanksgiving. It's always a miracle because you're the one doing it. We thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.